All right, everyone, welcome to episode 2.3 of the Chillcast. And this is sure to be the most exciting one of the season because we have drafted actual teams. And the season is starting up tomorrow, which feels weird to say. I've been waiting for it for so long. Um, <clears throat> what I'm going to talk about today is some, some power rankings I drew up, the current state of the league, and kind of... Yeah, these power rankings are focused on performance for this year. Um, so some teams seem to be in more of a rebuilding stage and some are going for it with the hashtag there, as they they say. And, um, you know, for each team, I'll kind of talk about what it seems like they're doing and how they're setting themselves up for success, whether that be long term or short. Um, let's just get right into it. I also created some quick tiers for our our ranks here because um, there's some you know ambiguity between some of these ranks for instance Carl and I are bringing up ranks 12 and 11 um, and that, that's classified as the ship boy tier because uh, our teams are really going to suck this season and it might not even be worth checking our scores um, but I'm going to start with Carl he's projected for slightly fewer points than me uh, given my projection models. So let's just take a look at his draft. That's where I'll start. Um, and what I'm going to do is try to pick out a few picks, which I really like, and some where I think that could have done better. Um, so uh, Carl's first pick off the board was Hosmer, and I think that's just okay. Um, I, don't, I don't love him as a player. I know he hit for a really high average last year, um, but with not as much power as I would hope to see from a first baseman. And, um, but it's okay because he, he's young. He just got signed for a big contract, and there is definitely room to grow there. So I'm, I'm neutral on the pick. Um, after that was Garrett Richards flying off the board um, way earlier than I expected. And um, that's one that I am not in love with. I think let, uh, I also want to kind of compare to who else was around at that point and see if. Um, I would I would like Carl to maybe take a Godley there or a Castillo if he was looking for a pitcher. Um, right after him went AJ Pollock, who's a decent keeper um, and an outfielder who's looking to bounce back. So um, this isn't to say that this pick can't play out because Garrett Richards has been extremely good when he's healthy, but that's just a big if. But I think it's okay to bet on health especially when um, you're in more of a rebuild and you can kind of take a wait-and-see approach. You don't really care about how they're doing in their first couple starts, just getting back into the swing of things. So let's see how it plays out. Um, the next pick for Carl was Mustakis, uh, and that's another one where I think it's okay. I, I would have looked for a younger guy since it seems like Carl is still in a rebuild after Craig's absolute demolition of his team um, before he so graciously passed it on and Moustakis I think I would look for someone I don't know with a bit higher upside uh, because third base is relatively top heavy I would look for someone to kind of break into that top tier if possible and I don't think Moustakis is going to get that done but I, I really like his follow-up picks with Gregorius on the Yanks and Buxton because those are super high ceiling guys um Gregorius in the Yankees lineup has the chance to you know obviously rack up 
a ton of runs, and um, as long as he gets on base, he's going to score points because he has some speed as well. And speaking of speed, Buxton, that's pretty much what he's known for. Always has the potential to hit for like a 20-40 season, 20 homers, 40 stolen bases. Uh, as long as he cuts down his strikeout rate, that's the direction that he's headed in. And in the second half of last year, he put up a pretty ridiculous slash line, um, you know, five, 550-ish slugging and like a 300-type average. Um, so if he can continue that trend, then that's an amazing pick, and he, he'll be a keeper throughout his entire contract if he kind of lives up to his potential. And um, Carl made some really good, like, keeper-focused picks or I guess, um, yeah, high upside younger guy picks uh, with with Fulmer, who had a down a down year last season, I believe. But um, when he was first called up, he really was a monster. Um, so you always hope that he'll bounce back and figure things out. So he has the potential to be a workhorse, uh, even though the Tigers suck. Still, he can get you the innings and hopefully the quality start and win. Um, and he manages the walks. So I, I like Fulmer and DeJong or DeYoung. I don't really know too much about him. I think he's on the Cardinals. Um, but I know he's been talked about a lot. So there must be something to the hype. Let me just pull it up real quick. Yeah, Cardinal shortstop. Um, super young. So I guess he must have came up and showed something. Yeah, so 285 average. Um, popping 25 homers in about three quarters of a season. So uh, that's that's power that kind of showed at AAA. But um, you're seeing it actually play out in the majors, which doesn't happen all the time. Um, so that, that's a cool upside pick. And there's, there's only room to grow there, especially in terms of his walk rate, which is down around 5%. Uh, if he can demonstrate some more comfort at the plate, I could see him turning into a monster at shortstop, which is one of the scarcest positions. Um, so overall, I think Carl uh, went, went for some risky picks at, at the start um, once he had his picks to take, uh, but he really followed it up with some high upside guys that play perfectly into his plan of the rebuild and probably going for it next year. So I think that um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how, how it turned out. Probably give him an A-. minus. Uh, moving on to me, uh, my draft was pretty boring. Uh, I traded away my first, third, and fifth, so I was kind of just hanging out for the cu- first couple rounds. Hope everyone enjoyed my company. But um, took Vado uh, in the second round at 17, who I was really happy with. I think he's a points league monster, and the only thing to worry about is age. I think he put up 650 points last season, and I, I think he's like... I don't know if it's overlooked or underrated or both, but um, you know, he I know he's on the Reds. I think that Senzel coming up will give him someone to hit behind and provide a little bit of protection and extra RBIs. Um, I think that he's just really good and seems to be getting better every year, at least in terms of the walk rate, which is just crazy. So I loved getting him there. Um, after that, took Castillo, who I'm okay with another guy on the Reds who don't have a lot of upside in terms of win potential, uh, which is super important 
in our league. But I think that he has the ace potential there to approach like an archer level of strikeout, like to walk ratio. Um, so I, th- I think that was pretty good, pretty good pick because I think pitchers are really valuable and have some trade value. Uh, looks like after that I took Chris Davis, so I hated that pick. Um, maybe that's when my session IPA started to hit me. Um, he's kind of like a Gallo clone super high strikeout rate but he did crank like four i don't know low 40s homers last season and put up around 500 points just ahead of like ben attendee right around yelich so he has some value there i think he was overlooked so i had to capitalize on the value when i saw it but in terms of like long-term prospects for him he's 30 and i think what we saw last year is kind of his ceiling so not not going crazy over that one um and then after that looks like i'm just bouncing around taking another high strikeout guy gallo i did get conforto which is probably the only other pick that i'm really happy with um and i just hope that he comes back healthy because i could see him as a long-term keeper for me but besides that really no exciting picks greg bird is hurt um maybe maeda in the late rounds kind of felt like a steal for what else was around there, but, um, not too excited, especially being on the Dodgers and then playing with the 10 day DL, not someone I'm going to look to keep most likely unless he goes nuts. So, uh, I give myself, uh, a B let me look real quick. Who else was available when I took Castillo? I think like that was kind of the make or break because that's going to be one of my keepers for the years to come. So John Lester went after him. So kind of a run on pitchers and then Upton, uh, Lester, Cueto, Wood, and then Samarja. So I'm okay with taking Castillo there. So I, I wouldn't change that. That feels good. So B for me. That's the shit boy tier. Next up is the are they going for it tier. And this first player is kind of kind of lives by the term going for it. Um, flags fly forever, however you want to phrase it. But I'm not sure if he's going for it this year uh, due to how this draft played out. And he traded away like the first six rounds of draft picks anyway. So there's not even much to see here. But we can still take a look. Um, so this is Stein, if I didn't mention it. Um, his keepers look pretty good in terms of, um, you know, just being a quality keeper, young, a uh, good number of keeper years left. So he's got Sanchez and Shoup uh, and, you know, Lamb. Pretty decent. Pretty run-of-the-mill third baseman, but he's got uh, Carmart as well. And then Quintana. I don't know. I don't really care about Quintana. His first pick off the board was Mazzara, or some combination of Duffy into Mazzara. Um, Danny Duffy probably belongs in the bullpen. Uh, Mazzara, though, I think is a really solid outfielder pick. Uh, I think he, he does get overlooked, and he's still super young and has showed flashes of huge potential, uh, especially in the power department. So nice first pick. I I hate complimenting Stein, but I got to say it. After that, 
um, he was looking for the, the post-hype candidates, I guess, in Jock Peterson and Kyle Schwarber. Of course, like the hype has been renewed for Schwarber because he's looking thin rather than just like a doughboy. So um, probably jacked up his stock a bit for this draft, but I, I like the pick there, especially in the Cubs. After that, went for some pitchers. So it seems like, you know, it took Gosman. Um, that's it, I guess. I don't know what he's doing with the rest of the draft. Um, so the question still stands, is he going for it? And I'm not even going to grade his draft because it's basically a half a draft. I can't fully critique it. Let's move on. He's also not going to listen to the podcast, so there's nothing to see here. The other member of the is he going for it tier is Chris. And another stubborn manager who always believes they have a shot at the gold, which I both respect and dislike because it makes them very hard to trade with. Um, So Chris does have the last years of a couple really strong keepers in Arenado and Correa. Um, Anyone else? I don't think anyone else of note, I guess, Cano, but I think that he was just drafted last year. No, I think he traded for him. But regardless, I think it would make sense to sell and go for it here. I mean, either you trade up Arenado and Correa, or you trade some future picks and actually go for it. Um, He has kind of a middling rotation who's going to win him some games, lose him some games. Um, You need a a, a centerpiece pitcher uh, if you actually want to make a push throughout the entire season. That's just what I've seen. And doesn't look like he has it here. I, I guess he's banking on Robbie Ray keeping up what he did last year. Remains to be seen. I am a little bit skeptical of that, given, um, I think, high walk rate. And I know he has high strikeout potential, but, you know, worried about the home runs. Hopefully the hashtag Humidor will help him out. But Chris's approach here was taking Travis Shaw, who I do like, um, at the first pick of the third, I guess. Yeah, uh, second pick of the third. So... Um, did Chris trade away both of his first two rounds of picks? I guess so. Yep. Yeah, he traded to JJ, so he's bare bones uh, in terms of top talent from this draft. But Shaw is, I mean, he, he did really well last year. Um, and it's just one year of performance, but you hope that he keeps that up. After that was a pick I really like in Kyle Hendricks. Uh, this is someone who's been crushing it in spring, even though a lot of people say spring doesn't matter. I think it matters a little bit. And this is a guy with extreme control who has been easily a top 20 pitcher in the past on the Cubs. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if he outpitched you Darvish this year and you can book that. So I think that's a really solid pick. Uh, Chris followed that up with Trevor Bauer, um, who I also really like this year, pretty much just because pitcher list tells me to. And um, I think that he developed a new pitch. Uh, 
do I don't remember. I think it was introducing a slider, sharp slider rather than like a loopy curveball or something like that, and it's been paying dividends. So that, along with um, Robbie Ray, does build a pretty solid pitching core. Um, so I think that he should make a move to grab one more piece, and uh, it will kind of rocket him up those ranks. But I, I just see his unwillingness to trade holding him back a bit. So that's why he comes in as part of this tier where I'm not really sure what the plan is. Would love to get his feedback there. Um, so in terms of draft, let me see. Uh, got some got some pretty good late round value in Adam Jones, super late, and Odubel, who we know is going to um, probably score 130 runs on this juiced up Phillies offense, as well as McCann, who was like one of the top catchers last year and is kind of disrespected. Um, so yeah, good stuff. I would say B plus. Following Chris comes my boy Dwayne. This starts off the getting spicy tier where after after the bottom four who are kind of the dumpster divers of the league at the moment uh, starts up um starts to get really competitive uh and and Dwayne did trade away a lot of his picks but he already made a move for a a big hitter in JD who I think is going to pop off and I slightly re- regret it already and he's got a great pitching core in Arietta and Carrasco his first pick off the board was Cueto who I really like um, especially as San Francisco is hashtag going for it, it seems, grabbing McCutcheon and uh, Longoria. And they actually have some decent prospects in the pipeline. Christian Patch, I think. Um, so keep an eye out. I think Cueto is going to bounce back, and I could eat, I could definitely see him being a top 25 pitcher. I think that was a great grab. Um, after that, took Osuna. I personally... I mean, I am in more of a rebuilding year, but I like to wait on relief pitchers a bit. Um, but Osuna brings a lot to the table, and he's a pretty reliable guy who's been around, um, I think. Let me just look him up, because now I think that maybe he's younger than I'm thinking. All right, he's only 23, so I guess he hasn't been around that long, right? <laughs> but... Uh, improved in terms of like the advanced metrics last year and bumped up his K rate uh, while dropping his walk rate and um, just seems to be a solid all-around reliever. Uh, It's pretty important to have, particularly to take stress off yourself so you don't have to be constantly playing the wire looking to avoid a blown save. Um, So pretty good pick there in terms of the value. Uh, Let's see if you made any late round grabs. J.A. Happ, I think that can be a solid contributor to the back of his rotation. And I do like Porcello, as J.J. would say, like an underrated candidate. Um, Won Cy Young two years ago and is on a a powerhouse of a Red Sox team. Um, So I I like that one. I don't like Troy Tulowitzki or Souza, but he he does have Andy Jar. And hopefully pick that tip up from... Uh, the last episode 
but that's a guy that could break out and you know be a top 50 hitter um, pretty much no problem as long as he's getting on base and showing a bit of pop in that band box of a stadium. So I think that Dwayne's draft turned out a bit better than I expected. Um, so I'm going to give him an A-. minus. I think maybe the most surprising of our ranks here is going to be JJ coming in, um, second member of the Getting Spicy tier, but overall ranked number seven. Um, and he probably just switched off, so um, still going to have to go through with this. Let's see. Took Harper at number three. I don't know how I feel about that one. I, for some reason, didn't think that he liked Harper. I feel like, did he trade him away? I don't know. Um, but I but I like Harper. I actually, actually, what I expected was a Kershaw pick just based on, I don't know, upside. But Harper carries a lot of upside, too, and I guess that he's hoping some of the um, cold streaks or injuries are behind him. Uh, Harper mashed last year, and he's already kind of showing why he should be right up there with Trout. So I like the pick as, you know, you don't want to fuck up that first pick um, when you're picking from the cream of the crop. You want to go with someone more stable, and I think that speaks to um, three hitters going before a pitcher was taken. And then I guess Stanton went, so... After that, took Scherzer, which is super solid pick. And he traded traded the, I don't know, 10th for Severino from Sean. So putting together uh, a really nice pitching core. I think Scherzer is a freak and is gonna he isn't going to slow down. Um, and Severino is definitely the highest, is probably the best keeper, best um, pitching keeper in the top 10 pitchers, I would say. So I, I like that trade, and I liked what he's doing. Um, let's see. Did he really take Kimbrel at 24? Wow, okay. Yeah, I think that's an early pick for a an RP. Um, that followed up Kenley Jansen going at 2.3, so maybe... He felt like he had to get a move on, or maybe there's some advanced metric that Brian is looking at that we don't know about. But I think if everyone's going to wait on RPs, then it's safe to wait yourself. That's kind of my approach. Um, but I think it will play out fine. After that, looks like didn't have a pick for a while. Looks like he went with the Whit Merrifield. That's his boy from last year, a solid second baseman who's up and coming and let's see Michael Wacha pretty late as well as Eaton so kind of these uh, more veteran cornerstones I think those are good grabs because they, they've kind of lost their their sexiness as they've gotten older but they still can contribute to your base of points that you need to win week in and week out so that's pretty cool um, and especially when I call out, oh, here's what happened. He, he took, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and, um, Whitley pretty early. So that's where those middle round picks went. Uh, and I don't know, I guess he's just looking for the balance between, uh, long-term and short-term success. So 
I don't hate it. I'm really interested to see how it plays out. He's also got Robles laying in wait um, for someone on the Nationals to get injured and come up and try to keep doing what he's been doing, a five-category contributor. So I, I don't think that like this, this ranking really represents how good JJ's team is. He can easily compete for the ship. It's just that uh, the top eight, it's, it's very unclear. There's no standout, really. And I think you'll see that in the next episode where I look at the top six. It's kind of like it's anyone's game at this point. And I think that is pretty cool to see like a, a balanced league again. Um, maybe that's because of this, this fresh draft where there's so much talent in the draft, which hasn't happened since we started, at least, um, the keeper aspect. So yeah, I'm excited to see how this season plays out, especially as like an innocent bystander, uh, who's definitely not going to compete. So, um, thanks for taking the time to tune in with me today and, uh, might have a quick ad at the end, but just want you to know that really appreciate you being here with me. So uh, listen for the next episode. Excited to hear what you think about this one. See ya. Thanks very much to our second sponsor of the Chillcast, LaCroix. Stop drinking your disgusting local tap water with its minerals and fluoride. Pay for your water instead and listen to it crackle and pop like a bowl of Rice Krispies. Loved by everyone from soccer moms to software engineers, LaCroix is the only sparkling water with can art patterned after Greyhound bus seats. Visit your nearest Whole Foods for a free sample of our fresh new flavor, Kale. It's LaCroix, and it's got bubbles.